This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, and I'm the podcast coordinator and content specialist here at Mercy. And I'm Melanie Wise, the just almost forgot my title, Senior <laughs> Director of Outreach here at Mercy <laughs> Multiplied. And I am <laughs> Dr. Brooke Keels, That's the right. only not pregnant person on this podcast who for some reason <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Uh, that Melanie forgot her title. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know. I forget. I am I, at the point where I forget everything. Like, don't yeah. expect me to remember anything at this point in pregnancy. No, and you know what? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I just don't have an excuse, um, and you do. So <laughs> I, I am the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy, and we are especially excited. I am mm-hmm. very excited that you have joined yeah. us for today's show because this is my favorite key of all time. Yes. Um, I love this one. Um, I have maybe borderline bullied Melanie into not letting anyone else teach this when we do empower. <laughs> That's right. Um, and I feel really good about it. I don't feel bad at all. And I so, never dare, never dare to give <laughs> this right. one to anybody else. The look on my face. I know That's you talked right. about it once and I had a look. <laughs> um, anyway, so this is key four of seven. It is choosing to forgive. Um, and we discussed this at Empower about how um, most people's issues start with a painful event. It could be anything from just a one-time event or maybe your entire childhood. Um, and we also talk about how much the pain um, that people live with can really result in painful relationships. So um, every single person's journey to freedom is going to bring them to needing mm-hmm. to choose forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At some point you're going to have to do it. Um, if you live in this world, uh, if you drive on the interstate, I feel like just (laughs) that in and of itself, there's just a lot of forgiveness that has to happen. And, um, what we really know is that forgiveness is a huge part of God's heart towards us, uh, as, as evidenced by just all of Jesus. Right. And not only does, um, does the Lord desire for us to forgive? He commands us to forgive and not because he wants to make our lives difficult, right? He's not up there Mm -hmm. being like, well, if you want to get to heaven, then you better forgive, right? It's not like that, but it's because he knows that forgiveness is the key to freedom in our life, a key to peace and joyness and wholeness. Um, And it comes from that heart. And so if you kind of go back and reread that scripture, you know, because my whole life I thought, you know, well, I guess I better forgive them because I don't want to go to hell. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't what right. Jesus, it's not what the Lord was talking about in forgiveness. It's such a beautiful thing and it's a hard thing to do, but mm-hmm. the fruit of it is so, so good. And that's why the Lord calls us to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the, the second number one thing, can there be two? There can be two. Number one thing yeah. That I think is really important for everybody to stand, to understand is that forgiveness is a choice. Yeah. And not a feeling. Um, I think we really, and I love what we do when we dive into Empower. This whole thing is just going to be me referencing Empower. So <laughs> sorry about that. But heads up, everyone. Yeah. Just, just heads up. Yeah. 
but, um, but that we think that we need to feel it like that. It's just this emotional thing that happens like, well, I'm no longer upset. So I guess I've forgiven, you know, Um, or I'm still upset. So then I'm not, I haven't forgiven. Um, The truth is that forgiveness is a choice. It's something that we have to actively participate in that we have to actively partner with the Lord in and, and forgiveness is about your heart and the Lord's heart and frankly, not the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, relationships can be healed and restored. Sometimes they aren't, but whatever happens in that process of forgiveness, it's about you and God. And that's yeah. pretty yeah. much it. And, and what the life that it brings to you personally and, and how that affects everyone else in your life. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So, yeah. 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 I think it's, it's funny just because, you know, I know I've heard this message a lot throughout my lifetime that, you know, I mean, the things that God calls us to do in scripture, they aren't just because he wanted to make up rules. He knows this is the best way to live life. This is the healthiest, most fulfilling life to live is the one that you live under the things that he has commanded us to do. Yeah. And so like, why would forgiveness be any different? And, and I think that's a huge point, Brooke, like for people to understand that it's not just a rule to be a rule or it's not like him mm-hmm. saying, well, I had to forgive y'all. So now y'all got to forgive everybody. Right. No, it's like, that's this right. is the key to <laughs> that's wholeness. Exact accent too. When he says it, <laughs> that the Lord it. You, for sure. That was basically the voice of God, everyone. That's how he talks to me. I don't know about y'all. I'm from Texas, guys. Oh, man. Um, But yeah, I just, I think that's just such a good point to make. And it is so against our, just our wiring as sinful human beings, right? Because there's something about that justice part of us that just doesn't like it because it doesn't seem fair. Why does someone get to hurt me. And then I have to do all this hard work on the other side. I have to be the one if forgiveness is all about me and not about the other person that does, that's not fair because they're the ones who chose to hurt me. You know, like it just doesn't make sense. Like our feelings don't want to go that way. Even sometimes our logic doesn't want to go that that way. And so because of that forgiveness truly is a supernatural thing. It's not natural to us. It has to be empowered by the Lord for people who do not like follow Jesus or have the Holy spirit living inside of them. I don't, I'm not really sure how forgiveness works in that kind of scenario because I'm like, what, what power are you tapping into to be able to do something that is so not natural for human beings, you know? Um, And so anyway, I, I will never forget this really cool analogy that one of our old, uh, or not old, former uh, (laughs) program directors at Mercy shared one time. I've never forgotten this because I just thought it was a really good picture of it. She talked about how forgiveness is kind of like a a hit and run car accident. What isn't fair about a hit and run is that the other person should have to pay for the cost of the repair on my car that they hit, right? Like that's what's fair. They hit me, so they should pay. So if someone hits my car and then drives off, I have two choices. I can just sit there and be bitter and angry about how unfair it is and just keep driving around my old beat up car. That's my choice. Or I can actually make the choice to take the car into the shop and pay the price for it to get repaired. Like I have one of two choices. So when you compare that to forgiveness and the hurts in our lives, like we can be angry. We have that choice. We have that option. We can just be angry and bitter at the people who have hurt us and just be mad about how unfair it is. Um, or even somehow like demand that they pay 
for what they've done to us, or we can actually just make the choice to pay the cost of the repair and do that hard work. But then what we get on the other side is that of that is the healing. Like mm-hmm. we get to live healthy and whole by making that hard choice. So yeah. it's it truly yeah. is like, those are your options. Yeah. No, yep. <laughs> that's it. This <laughs> is <laughs> for that. No, it's so good. And I think some of that starts too, really with an understanding of, of how we've been forgiven ourselves and, and really how Jesus even purchased that forgiveness for us. Uh, I love the scripture in Hebrew where it talks about in Hebrews 8, 12, it says, I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. And then Psalms 103, 12, the gosh, this is one of my favorite verses. He has removed our sins as far as the East is from the West. So really understanding the depth of forgiveness towards us can give us the strength to forgive others. But I was thinking about this the other day. So many times we like, you know, make it 10 times harder because we're so caught up on who has to pay. Kind of like what you were saying. We do that even with ourselves. Like, well, I don't deserve to be forgiven. Almost kind of like the sick game that if I can, if I don't accept God's forgiveness towards me, that somehow I'm paying and I'm like punishing myself and I'm taking on the, you know, I'm, I'm going to make it right because I'm accepting my own punishment and da, 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 and all of this stuff, which is just a twisted game of the enemy to begin with. But if you can't even, if you are, if you are struggling to understand and accept God's forgiveness towards you, uh, I would just really encourage you to ask him to give you a new understanding of, of what his grace even means, because yeah. the, the scale of the, the scale of forgiveness with the Lord is not you deserve, you know, that's not how he works. It's not, Oh, you did enough today. Okay. You deserve my forgiveness or you, you didn't do enough today. Ah, you don't, I mean, praise God. Cause uh, I would never make that scale. I mean, most of us would, you know, be on the struggle bus with that. Instead it's, it's a grace-based scale. So it's a free gift. We didn't earn a free gift. We can't, we can't lose if it's, something that we didn't do anything to get on our own. And when we, when we really dive into what that means, gosh, I don't know about y'all, but it just, it like fosters a level of, of thankfulness in my heart. Like, okay, Lord, this, this isn't about what I can do to make you love me more or make, make things right or try to impress you or to be good enough for you to forgive me. You do it because you're good. It's because yeah. of who you are, not because of who I am. Yeah. And then when you can accept that forgiveness for yourself, um, man, it just does, like you said, it does a lot. Uh, it just, there's a newfound freedom and strength, I think, to be able to go and forgive others. So yes, anyways, that absolutely. Has been- I want to interject one thing in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just that, I don't know, that came to mind, you know, the, and look, this is, you know, Brooke, the theologian, it's about to be really great. Okay. I have no idea in this moment where this is in the Bible. Again, not <laughs> pregnant, so no excuse. Um, but, you know, we're like uh, <clears throat> the, basically the, the, the guy's, you know, boss gives him grace, you know, yes. for not paying him back. Right. And then he right. goes and he's like, Hey, yes. To the next guy, you right. piece of junk. Right. <laughs> right. money. Like, that's really how sometimes I have to think about, like, am I yeah. being that guy? Am I yeah. being yeah. that guy when I'm over here, like, just because I feel like sometimes we can start to theoretically understand, like, God's forgiveness for us. But then do I turn around and then, like, demand something that the Lord has never demanded of me? And that is okay. just for me personally, like, this image, you know, that helps keep me accountable, which I'll just tell you, anytime I read something in the Bible and I'm like, that guy is a jerk. Usually the Lord's like, 
So, uh, <laughs> you know, when I, when I, yeah, yeah. And right. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I could see like some semblance. And he's like, semblance? Okay. So, anyway, you know, that's, that's generally our conversations, but I don't want to get us off track. I just like when you said that, no, it just kind of reminded me, it's yeah. like, you work really hard to understand God's forgiveness for you, but like then it has to translate and, or you're just that guy in the middle receiving this stuff and and then holding people to a standard that you've never been asked to be held to, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's not trans. It hasn't transformed the way that you treat others. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Right. And that can, that can be a thing. Like you keep it just here in this own little, you know, church bucket or whatever bubble you know right. and then I don't know what the bucket is a church bubble I like the church know, and then, yeah and then it doesn't actually translate into your life and and so yeah That's so right. anyway sorry I mean I, I want to back up just a little bit and even ask Brooke like in your experience of years of working with people who have been abused and hurt and you know just gone through all kinds of different like this inability to like forgive ourselves for the things that we've done and for the choices that we've made yeah I don't know do you have any thoughts on that of what you've seen why it's so damaging why why is that such a you know significant scheme of the enemy like to hold people back or even just like practical ways to like work through that Mm -hmm. to process through that and you're talking about like with your own self yeah 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 Yeah, because here's the thing. You either have people, this is what I see torture people. It's either unforgiveness with others or unforgiveness of self, Mm -hmm. right? And the Lord's in both of those. So somewhere in there, we're mad at him too. Um, And so, yeah. But when it gets to that place, like, especially because, you know, some people can, can do the whole thing of like, well, I can understand why these other people deserve it, but just this idea that that I don't deserve it, or how could I have done X, Y, and Z? I knew better. Um, and, a, and a lot of times, like, you know, one, there's got to be a desire to actually be free, because mm-hmm. walking through the process of forgiving yourself, especially if, if it's, you know, a lot of people have done some really hard, awful things right? Like a lot of us have, and, right. and you have to, you, and, and so there's a piece of one, you've got to come to terms with it, actually grieve it. But then in that same process of grief, being so grateful of how good God's grace is and how much he loves us, you know, and really accepting that he, if he, that is holy and perfect is forgiving us, mm-hmm. then maybe we can give ourselves a little bit of grace in that too. And it's yeah. the same thing. We'll talk about this in a minute, but like, it's the same myth though, too, of like, you know, you're not so bad that the Lord didn't you, and you should and, and punishing yourself does not make you worthy of anything, right? Mm-hmm. All it does is keep you from living free and being free. Um, but I'll tell you the one thing that I, that I use pretty consistently and ask people to remember, you know, so usually it's stuff from their past, right? And I'm like, you cannot hold 25, 35, 45, 55 year old, you know, you know, whatever, you can't hold 13 year old self to what 25, 35, 45, 55 year old self knows. Yep. Right. Technically you can't even hold 13 year old self to what 14 year old self knows. Like as we grow and mature, we, we look back and then we hold ourselves and our behavior accountable to what we know now. And then there's all this shame that comes in, you know, so you look at people who are like, new Christians. And they're like, man, I can't believe I did all that. And all of a sudden this idea that they should have 
quote unquote known better and all the mm-hmm. shame the enemies just like see how terrible you are well yeah man that's why you came to Jesus like that's what's right. happening right that's like right. This, right that's exactly right and now the beautiful thing of coming to Jesus is that you get to be set free from all of that not mm-hmm. tortured by it that's good right like that's literally the whole point is that yeah. you get to be free of it forgiven and not tortured by it right and and it doesn't mean there aren't consequences it doesn't mean there aren't things but that's part of that grieving and letting it go and and you know but i think that num- that that tool is kind of the number one thing and i have to do it with myself right like i can't even sometimes i'll do something 3 weeks ago cuz i didn't realize right and i go okay i didn't know at the time that made sense that's what i did i see now that wasn't great how can mm-hmm. i learn mm-hmm. from this, grow in it and do better next time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's a very active thing that you yeah. have to stay in. So yeah. Yeah. did that answer your question? Yeah, very much so. I'm actually thinking about how uh, last week in our um, show on healing life's hurts, we gave everybody some really practical questions that they could ask the Lord. And this is reminding me of a question um, that I heard once kind of related to this idea. And it's actually asking the Lord you know, when I did X, Y, and Z back when I was whatever, 20 years old, will you show me what you saw or thought mm. about me Yeah. then? Yeah. And then also, will you show me how you see me now? And, um, and so I, I just remember I heard somebody that I know who asked the Lord that question. It was about like, this person is in their forties, fifties and asked the Lord, you know, there was something that she had done back in her college years that she just was really holding on to and really still beating herself up over. And she asked the Lord this question, like, what did you see? Like, tell me what you saw about me then. Yeah. And what he told her was, I didn't hate her, mm-hmm. <laughs> which oh sounds very like, well, okay. But for her, that was significant because in her mind, all these years, like God hated college age her because of what she did and so like he actually said to her I did not hate her you know and just like that was such a healing freeing thing so I just love I love that question as something to to actually just say Lord what was your perspective on me when I did that what did you see how did you see me you know can be really powerful anyway that's that's a land on that one topic for this whole thing but it's just a big one because I don't think I mean us being able to receive the forgiveness that's been given to us is what gives us so much of the power to forgive other people so it's important Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love forgiveness and life transforming power Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32 and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older Both programs are voluntary, biblically based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. I do want us to jump into what I know is some of Brooke's favorite stuff. Yes. And listen, I was tempted to just be like, Brooke's going to do all of these. Because I know you love the doing I them. Do. And I'm really good at we it. will never do them justice. So right. I'm going to kick us off with one. But then, you know, 
Brooke, you just take over as much as you want to take over, but we were going to talk through what we at Mercy share as far as just um, kind of common myths around forgiveness that are really important for us to address because these myths can be significant hangups for people when they're trying to walk through forgiveness. And sometimes they don't even know that they're actually thinking these things until, (laughs) until they're brought to the surface and they're like, oh yeah, that's actually what I think. Uh, So we're going to hit a few of those myths. I'll I'll start off with one and then I'm passing off. Um, First one is if I forgive so-and-so, then I'm saying what they did to me was okay. Definitely a myth because forgiveness is not in any way, shape or form, putting a stamp of approval on what happened to you. It's not at all saying that the other person's choice to hurt you was okay. Mm -hmm. It's just choosing to surrender it, to allow the Lord to be the God of justice. And he's actually perfect at it. Yeah, that's so good. You're not. So forgiveness is in fact saying what you did is not okay. There is a piece of forgiveness to me about kind of like counting the debt and -hmm. saying, this is what happened and this was not okay. It's actually acknowledging that something Mm -hmm. wrong was done to me. That's right. But the judgment of your behavior belongs to God and not to me. And so again, that just goes back to that idea that you already said, Brooke, like forgiveness is not about the other person. And it's definitely not about approving of their behavior. It's about you and your healing and you surrendering that judgment to the, you know, perfect judge. That's right. And I I think too, like not only, I mean, not saying that your behavior was okay, but also um, I'm not going to let your really, your behavior continue to torture my life. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, I mean, a piece of it too, is like, I, I'm choosing to not be, you know, um, chained by this anymore yeah, right. about what you did and the choices you made and, and letting that sit with other people, right. Yes, and they're yes. in their own thing. And, and sometimes things are intentional and something, sometimes things are unintentional, but sure. you know, none of it is, is about, you know, if I forgive you, then. Or, you know okay yeah. then it's fine yeah and that to me that's probably all of these are you run through all of them if you get through that one then you go to the next one okay and so yeah. the next <laughs> one is right the myth is if I don't forgive them then I can have revenge um and as a justice person this one uh it was difficult for me to get to get through because I really <laughs> I wanted to have revenge and I wanted to see you know God's vengeance uh be poured out um, very heavily. And then, you know, and then again, the Lord reminded me just so we're clear, you too, like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? so anyway, but you know, the, the truth is, is that if you don't forgive your, you are truly only hurting yourself. You are truly remaining um, just in bondage to that unforgiveness and not to the person, you know, yeah. that's what the enemy is using to mess with your life, but it is bondage to the unforgiveness. Um, and I, I don't know that we've ever really landed on who said this quote. And I think probably most I literally have found this quote attributed to like 50 different yeah. people. Right. It's, it's like literally like from like Joyce Meyer to Maya Angelou to like, I don't know. Somebody. I heard it was like somebody back in like BC, like something. Yeah. <laughs> like Marcus Aurelius. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Somebody in Rome <laughs> at some point, Pompeii. I don't know. Um, I've been watching documentaries, so you're going to hear some fun references oh, gosh. anyway. But yeah, but unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. 
Um, and, and that, I mean, it, there's just nothing more true than that. Yeah. Unforgiveness yeah. literally will just turn into bitterness and resentment and yeah. offense. And while you're really mad at that person, who's a hundred percent, not thinking of you at all, right. by the way, right. they're not concerned with you in any way for right. the most mm-hmm. part, you're poisoning your own life. And then all the people that you actually love and actually care about and actually yeah. want that have freedom for, they're all paying for that, right? It's never the person that we want it to be, right? right. Um, Yeah, and if you need to get some physical aggression out, there is like boxing and karate and jujitsu and like you can punch other things, right? Other than their faces. Well, and I think too, just real quick on that, Brooke, I think that's something that our culture has made out to be as like the ultimate sweetness for lack of a better word because you always hear sweet revenge or uh, Mm -hmm. so satisfying like if you could just get that if you could just get even then this pain would go away like you would be fulfilled but again that's such a lie of the enemy because really what's even if you got that ultimate whatever I mean you know whatever that ultimate getting even looks like for you a lot of times on the other side it's nothing. Well, most of the time on the other side, it's, it's nothing and doesn't feel anything like what you think it would feel or be or, or do. Cause a lot of times, like you said, that other person has either moved on and they're not worried about it anymore. You know, it's not bothering their, their lives. Um, and it's consuming yours. So just don't, anyways, I love this one. I love it when you, when you talk about it, cause we live in a society that says, you know, if you could just have this your way, you would mm-hmm. be healed. Like everything yeah. would be right in the world, but it's such a lie of the enemy because it's just poison. It's, it's, not- Oh yeah, no, it's a hundred percent not true. You can even go, I mean, I, there's a study that was done. Um, I think there's multiple ones actually, but if you look at like, for example, all of the people who, um, you know, had crimes committed against them, like mm-hmm. their children were killed and the person who, you know, actually went to jail yeah. and they will literally talk about like, you're thankful that that person's off the streets. Right. right? but it does not heal that your child is no longer with you. Mm. And so if you compare that to whatever was done with you, no matter what happens to that person, if they trip and fall and everybody laughs at them, right? There may be a moment of like, you know, look what they got, you know, because you all know when that person speeds past you, when you're already doing 90 and they do 9,500 and they're like, you're going to something, they get pulled over. There's the moment. Where you oh, go, you yeah. know what, Jesus, thank you. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I had nothing to do with this, but okay. You so know, you're like saying that's not okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I'm just, <laughs> as, as an example, yeah, let's not go that he far. Um, so, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. a moment in that, but then what? The next person speeds by and then we're offended at them. Like, it's okay. never enough. And, and yep. so whatever the justice is, whatever it will be, will never be enough. And so that, that's a really great point that you brought up. Um, the next one we have is I can't forgive until the person is sorry and asks me to forgive them. So here's the thing. You can spend your entire life waiting for someone to repent, waiting for someone to, you know, even sort of apologize um, and meanwhile, your life is the one that's being affected. You're the mm-hmm. one as if we mm-hmm. haven't established that you're the one that's going to be tortured and bound up and affect all the people you actually care about. Um, you know, and so it, it, this is that same thing of like, you're making forgiveness about the other person when it is not, it doesn't matter if they repent, that's great. 
but that has nothing to do with the forgiveness piece. And honestly, if we're holding on to unforgiveness, waiting for someone else to do the right thing. And I know I talk about this at Empower, but this is a huge thing. If your freedom is dependent on another human being, you will never be free. So if you were waiting for someone else in this world to do the right thing, right enough for you to then be okay and to be free, you're going to be waiting a very long time. Yeah, yeah. It Which, just doesn't Brooke, uh, I feel like that way. you should know that yeah. we're talking a lot about our updated edition of Keys to Freedom in this podcast yeah. series. I'm pretty sure we put that quote. I'm about 90% sure put that quote in the uh, <clears throat> in the new study of, of, I don't know exactly how it's in there, but you know, something along the lines of like your freedom cannot be dependent on somebody else doing the right thing. Um, that makes me really happy. Did so you good. did you put my name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Thank but you. No, Keels, I'll go get on that right now. <laughs> the only <laughs> the only person quoted in the whole book because I went in and edited the the version before you sent it to the printer. Um yeah. No, but that is like man, I, I have to hold on to that. That is what I use in counseling and everything yes. else. Like it your life cannot be your, the goodness of your life and the goodness of God cannot be dependent on anybody else. So, right. um, you know, and, and you have the authority in your own life to release things, no matter what somebody else does. Um, you don't have to sit with that offense and that burden. So, right. and you know what, I, like, I don't know if this one really goes with what you just said, but I'm just, been, I've been thinking about this as you've been talking, just how, um, we talked earlier about how important it is for you to like not hold yourself uh, in unforgiveness for things that you did back when you were whatever, like can't hold 20 year old Melanie accountable for 40 year old, almost 40, not there yet y'all, but <laughs> almost 40 year old Melanie knows. Right. And, um, you know, I, I have a friend who, um, he had an abusive father and the more he's walked this journey of forgiveness, the more I feel like the Lord has been showing him like, as crazy as it sounds, your dad was actually doing the best he knew and the best he had access to at that point in his life. Because guess what? His dad was abused and his mm-hmm. dad was abused. They mm-hmm. were broken. They were trying. And and it's been amazing to watch that unfold with my friend where he's like, you know, I'm not saying what my dad did was okay. Right. Right. But, he, right. but I'm getting a new perspective just even on how the Lord saw my dad during wow, that time. And so maybe that could be a part of that process too, is saying, Lord, how did you see my offender? Right. Absolutely. When they offend, Absolutely. when they hurt me, you know, like Absolutely. that could be a power that, that could be a really powerful exercise. So I'll anyway, tell you something. Yeah. And I, and, and this is, I mean, y- y'all heard this story before and, and Scott won't care if I share it, but that's one of the, the things that freed up his life is he was basically like, you know, he, grew up with an abusive stepfather and, and he just was like, you know, just talking to the Lord about him one day. And like, and that was basically it. You know, I don't know that he intentionally asked how he saw him, but, but the Lord just really revealed to them as bad as it was, you didn't get half of what he got. Like he was genuinely trying trying, to be good to you as much as it failed. And again, none of it made it okay, but it gave a context and it gave a compassion that allowed him to kind of finalize that level of forgiveness that he really needed. Now, are they going to be reconciled? Nope. And we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, are they going to have a relationship now? No, but, but my husband is now free from the things that bound him up for a majority of his life, Mm -hmm. being able to see, 
that. And we forget that the Lord loves the offender as I much know. as he does us. Ooh, that's and hard. So yeah. It's real hard. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, you know, things don't happen. You know, I'm not yeah. saying that, but like he does and, and, and he, and God, and if he loves the offender just as much that then, then like he loves us a lot. Okay. Right. And so, and that, that should be good news for us. Right. Because that's that right. means he is pursuing them. He hasn't forgotten them to just abuse us. Right. right? He hasn't forgotten, he doesn't leave them alone. He's pursuing them too. Now they make the choice that they make, but yeah, I mean, the way he sees them can just really shift what that is. I love that you brought that up. Thank yeah. you. No, that's powerful. And it gives you that, a renewed, but maybe even for the first time ever, a sense of compassion for mm-hmm. your offender. I mean, oh, when you said, you know, how does the Lord see him? I just, I felt that strike, strike a personal chord mm-hmm. in my yeah. own heart, which leads us to what Brooke was saying. And this is another yep. myth. Um, and that's if I forgive someone, then they have to remain a part of my life. Like then they have to be in my life and I'm going to have to have all of these triggers of all of the things that have ever happened to me. Um, and that would... <laughs> Heck, that it's not very motivating to want to forgive. Right. He's like, that sounds awful. (laughs) Let's not do that. Um, That's not what forgiveness is. So forgiveness and reconciliation are two different things. Forgiveness may could be the start of reconciliation, but that doesn't. That's not always the case. It doesn't mean that that relationship is going to be restored or that you're going to be you know, necessarily doing Thanksgiving and Christmas and hangouts and coffees and all of that. But again, this isn't about the other person as much as it is about you, about releasing what you've been holding on to and giving that over to the Lord. So healthy boundaries are for sure a part of forgiveness. Um, And again, just because you forgive does not mean that you're opening up access to your life. It's not blind trust because Mm -hmm. trust is earned. And this is always, I feel like such a maybe like a comforting one to go over to go, okay, this doesn't mean that I'm opening my life back up to that person to Mm -hmm. have full access. No, no, no. But it's, it's releasing, it's doing my part and admitting the wound and the hurt and leaving that in the hands of God. Uh, Anyways, that's good. Hard. Yeah. Um, And then the other myth is withholding. Oh, I've done this one a lot. This is is my own personal favorite. Withholding (laughs) forgiveness is a way to punish those who hurt me, which we kind of already like danced around this one. Um, You know, really, truly, the other person has more than likely moved on long time ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a long time. (laughs) And so you're the one that is really thinking and simmering on this daily. Like I think about the areas in my life and my relationships where I just was like, I don't know any other word to think except like soup terms, like simmering and stewing, you know, I was just like, <laughs> minute. I was like, you know, playing it over and over in my mind. And that person, they, they I'm sure they hadn't thought about it in years. Forgiveness yeah. um, <laughs> is a gift, again, that free gift that God has given to us um, and that it will halt the destructive path of pain, hurt and and offense inside of us. And so again, the people who've heard us, we don't have to wait. And if we do wait, we're going to be waiting the rest of our lives probably Mm -hmm. and be dealing with resentment. Um, all of these things that at a root level are going to really make us make it hard to love the people in our life that are still there and treating us well, you know, like you mentioned that a second ago. And I was like, man, how many times have I let resentment and bitterness affect the way I treat my husband because I'm not, haven't dealt with this other thing over here. And now 
And now he's paying the price too, because I'm not willing to, to forgive. So all this to say, we don't punish those who hurt us. It, it's newsflash. It's not punishing them. They're not hurt by that mess. They're not mm. losing any sleep over it. Um, we're really the ones who suffer. So yeah. just a gentle reminder. Maybe it is with your spouse. And so maybe you are kind of punishing them <laughs> with that. I mean, there's the other side of it too, right? Because a lot of times we're being rude to the people we love on something that happened to us in like fourth okay. grade, right? Yes. You know. Um, and so, you know, and if you can still remember the name of the person from fourth grade, uh, I may or may not be able to, um, you might, you know, right. I've said, I've said her name from stage. You have, yeah, you might want (laughs) to pray through some stuff, right. And so, yeah, you know, but the thing is too, like, and, and this is just something I talk about with couples is if you're like, we all manipulate at some level, that's, that's not a necessarily a bad thing. Right. I mean, we just do. Um, um, but if you're manipulating with something as powerful and as important as forgiveness, like that is, is evidence of a very deep issue. Right. And, yeah. and not that you're not just because you're not receiving it for yourself, but you're trying to control with something that's really, 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 really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when I see couples doing that and, and a lot of times it's just control, you're just trying to, you know, it's not a judgment place, but if you do find that you do this one, like I actually, I will, I want them to know that I'm mad until they get, do repent enough or I've had enough time or what, you know, I don't, I, you know, there's some of us that just struggle with forgiving easily. Right. Um, and some of us act like we do too quickly to make everything okay. Right. There's both sides of the spectrum. Um, but this is one that I really like, if you struggle with this one, really speaking into the heart of like, what are you trying to control and what are, what needs are you trying to get met, um, in that place that, that you would kind of punish the one you love with this. Does that make sense? Like kind of hold them hostage in that way. So Mm -hmm. just a fun side note for everyone in relationships. Well, (laughs) good. No, it's good. (laughs) We've. We have seriously covered so much in one area that we haven't even really unpacked (laughs) is, Brooke, you mentioned this earlier in your work with other people, you've seen unforgiveness towards self and unforgiveness towards other be huge hangups. And somewhere in there is usually unforgiveness towards God. Yes. We haven't even gone there yet. And to be completely honest with y'all, I don't even know how long this podcast is at this point, but it's long. We got, we've we've covered a lot of ground. So I don't want to like land on this for too long. In fact, honestly, I would rather point people towards an entire series that we did on this topic a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Um, but I, we can't just completely skip over it in this conversation because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I have seen in my own life, but I know that it affects a lot of people. How, what a significant block anger and bitterness towards the Lord can create in your life. Mm-hmm. Um And let's be honest here, when I'm talking about unforgiveness, and when we're talking about forgiving ourselves, forgiving other people, it's usually because a legitimate wrong was done. When we're talking about forgiving the Lord, we're not talking about God doing something wrong, okay, because he hasn't done anything wrong, but our perception of what he has done, or maybe he hasn't done uh, in your time of hurt or need or whatever, our perception of how he handled something was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can then deal with a lot of anger and bitterness towards the Lord. And I think if there's one thing I can tell somebody who's dealing with this, it's you 
have permission to talk to him about it. You have permission to be mad. You have permission to be angry. You are taught many times people have been taught growing. If they've grown up in the church, like do not question the Lord. Do not doubt the Lord. Do not dare be angry at the Lord. Like that is so disrespectful. That's so dishonoring. Um, But I think we hit on some of this in our last podcast Brooke, that you and I did with Aaron on healing life's hurts, but um, just the importance of understanding that you absolutely have permission. And if you're angry and, and, and bitter, wait, if you're angry and bitter, I was like, that did not sound correct. God, y'all pregnant. I'm just gonna always blame it on that. If you're angry and bitter towards the Lord, he knows you aren't holding it back from him. He's not surprised by it. He knows exactly what's happening in your heart. And so what's happening is if you don't address it and you don't get honest with the Lord about your thoughts and feelings towards him, it's only once again, going to affect you. You are not going to throw God off. You're not going to kick him off his throne. You're not going to ruin his day. You're not going to hurt him Mm -hmm. by saying exactly where you are and, and how you feel. And so I would just say for the purposes of today's podcast, if, if you have, if you have anger and unforgiveness towards the Lord and you leave it unaddressed, it is going to create a massive, significant block in your relationship with him. It will turn into bitterness. If it hasn't already, it'll turn into mistrust. You will not trust him. You will doubt him. It can even lead to straight up unbelief. I know in my season of having a lot of anger towards the Lord a few, a couple of years ago, I mean, it got, it got to places where I was like, I don't even know if, I I don't even know about you at all. Like, I don't even know about you as a thing. I don't even sure if I can, you know? So, um, I just say all that to say, like, you have to lean into that. You have to get honest with him. You have permission to be angry. In fact, as we were told, I remember, as I was told back in that season, like you have permission to rage. You have the permission to go there with the Lord. He wants you to, he invites you to, he knows it's there and he's got something to say. He's got Mm -hmm. something he wants to give to you and and he wants to respond to you in that place. So I'm going to just say that for now. And I would just say, if that is something that you know, you're dealing with, this has been a couple of years ago at this point. Well, we're going on three years at this point, but in 2018, I think it was in the summer, it might've been June, May, June, July, somewhere in there in 2018, we did a whole series on anger at God. It was four shows on this topic. So if you land there or you know someone who is struggling in that area, man, just go back and listen to all four shows. Um, I just actually had to go find them recently and they're not that hard to find. If you find them, if you're on iTunes, just scroll down. If you're on our website, you just got to scroll a few pages back. So um, that's kind of where I'll leave that one. It's an important one and it's got to be looked at and addressed if it's something that's affecting you. Yes. Thank you so much, Melanie. Like we can't not talk about this without talking about forgiveness towards God. Um, And so uh, for the love of all that is practical, we have questions for you. Um, just to to take away, get along with the Lord and start processing and forgiving and getting free. So um, our first question is, God, is there anyone in my life who has hurt or offended me that I have not forgiven? If so, what happened? How did that make you feel? Um, and it's really important that you're honest with that. How, you know, did it hurt? Line it out. Every single brutal step of the way, if you need to just be honest with it. Um, the next one is God, what is it, what is the need that I wanted this person to fill that they failed to meet? 
Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, by the way, this is a question that comes from Freedom Prayer. I know you guys have heard us mention it. It's such an incredible tool. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, if we were hurt, and Melanie, you talk about this this at Empower too, like our hurt comes out of relationship with others. Um, And so there was something we wanted or needed that they didn't give us. And so it's really, really important to ask that. What is the the need that I had that they failed to meet? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next question is, Father, will you show me how you need to meet this need, right? Like what are the ways that you, Lord, need to meet me there? Um, And then ask God to show you if there are any lies that you have believed about him or about yourself as a result of this hurt. And then go through the process of actually breaking those agreements and replacing them with truth. Um, And we talk about this in our Renewing the Mind podcast. um, So you can get some examples there. Um, And then, uh, and actually in Keys to Freedom too, right? Like there's a whole really detailed product. That's actually one of the best ways. Just get keys to freedom. Just get keys to freedom. If you're like, oh my goodness, I can't get all these questions written down. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. They're all in keys to freedom. That's right. That's right. And on, seriously, just get it. It's, it's <laughs> um, And then prayer, prayer of forgiveness. Ask the Lord to shift your heart. Confess um, even how you have taken maybe the Lord's role in judging the person. Just be honest about here are all the things that I have done um, and declare that he's the only righteous judge, that he's the one that, that can handle them, that you release them out of their debt to you, if you will, um, and you put them in, in his hands and that you release, you know, really holding on to the offense and bitterness and that you understand that it is about your heart and the Lord's heart and that really you're removing them out of the equation mm-hmm. um, in that way. Not doesn't have to be physically, but just that it is emotionally no longer a tie to your heart. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that, can, that confessing of your trying to... Uh, judge their motives. I, I remember learning that in freedom prayer training as well. They, they yeah. landed on that specifically as, as if I knew why they did what they did. Right. And, and really confessing, like, I don't know what they're, and that's kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, Lord, how did you right. see them? What did you see in them? Um, sure. I've judged not only what they did, but I've judged why they did it and what they were thinking mm-hmm. and what they were intending and all of those things and laying that out and being like, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I thought I, I assumed I knew, and I don't know if I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, you know. So yeah. I think that's a really good one. No, and that's so good. And remembering, too, on the along the same lines, that it's a process. I think so many times we beat ourselves up um, because we think, oh, I already forgave. Like, I already, why am I struggling to forgive? Because I already did it. And forgetting that, actually, it's a process because we say this all the time. The Lord has new levels of freedom that he wants to take you to. So maybe it's not that you haven't been walking through the process of forgiveness, but maybe now the Lord is showing you a deeper wound that you have not allowed, you've not given over to him. And he is He is taking you to a place where he wants to heal that wound. And so now that's going to mean admitting like what you said, admitting that it really happened and that it really hurt and it was not right. And then walking through the process of forgiving. It doesn't mean one and done. It's like a lifetime of learning about forgiveness of just that process and being patient with yourself. Uh, So anyways, we could talk about this for forever because it's just so good. I mean, his forgiveness towards us and the freedom that comes when we forgive others it's just, it's beautiful. So uh, anything else to add before we close out today? That was 
we said a lot, but that's a lot. That's a lot, guys. That's a lot. Yes, I have so many things, but I am going to stop talking. <laughs> no way. We're so yeah. glad you guys uh, joined us today. Yes, please get the study. It's so powerful to do. Uh, there's so many great prompts, and it's just super practical. But it really is um, an incredibly helpful tool as you walk through this process and forgiving others. So we're glad you joined us today on Mercy Talk, and we will have you back here next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.